Welcome to the RLT Pivot Podcast. Our mission is to work through the non-technical aspects of trading that may be keeping you from reaching your full potential, unleashing a future that is limited only by the imagination. Let's dive in. Welcome everyone to the RLT Pivot Podcast. So great to have you here. My name is Tracy and I'm here with my co-host Dan Jansen. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about brokers. And before we get started, just a reminder that if you find value in what we're doing here, please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button and hit that notification bell so you can be notified of any future broadcasts. We do air every Thursday, 415 to 445 Eastern. So hopefully you'll meet us here next week. And also today we have a special special surprise for you. We have a couple guests with us. We have our own Jason Smith and Robert Falco joining us. How's it going, guys? Dan, how are you? Doing all right. I'm so pumped. This is our first time we get some guests, and they're good friends of, of mine, yours, the whole real life trading community. And uh, we get to pick their brains a little bit about brokers, which you can't place a trade if you don't have a broker. So pretty important topic. Uh, what's going on, gentlemen? Hey, guys. How you doing? It's Jason. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, just a quick little background um, based on location, because I would obviously play into a little bit about the brokers that you guys are using. Um, so I'm, I'm here in the U.S. Both both Jason and Robin are in the U.S. as well. And then Tracy is in Canada. So she has a little bit international experience. Um, when I say international, obviously looking from from the U.S. outside. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so if you guys want to start with, uh, I guess I'll start with with Robert. Just if you want to go into kind of what broker specifically that you use, and a little bit of a little bit of advantages to to using it, and why you want to use it. Awesome, thanks, Dan. Yeah, so primarily I use Thinkorswim, uh, TD Ameritrade, and it's a very very robust platform. It's one of the most popular. Um, I think that there's tons and tons of members in RLT that use. Thinkorswim and uh, TD Ameritrade, they have great margin um, requirements. You can actually see your margin really easy, like un unlike some other uh, brokers out there. Very good with options, spreads, excellent to day trade. I really like the templates that are built into First Trigger's OCO orders, allows me to get into trades very, very quickly. And then I also have a backup broker, uh, but it's starting to grow on me more and more the more I use it. It's interactive brokers because there is not as many shorts available on Thinkorswim, number one. So on IB, I can short pretty much anything. Uh, and if it's not available, I can I can locate it much easier than on Thinkorswim, obviously for a little bit of a fee. And then Interactive Brokers does not go down as much as Thinkorswim. So once we went to free commissions, Thinkorswim really started having problems just because of how many people are opening accounts over there. And they're... Um, their bandwidth, their pipes have just not been big enough for as many people are trading and the amount of increased account activity. So interactive brokers has been really, really cool for that. Not every broker is perfect. There's definitely been a couple times where IB did not work properly, but that again, that happens with every broker. Okay, so I got a question for you. Um, since the introduction of free um, commissions, now I'm assuming that, that uh, you know, you, you've got different traders that are going to be um, get paying commissions or not paying commissions because you've got your institutional traders and you've got your retail traders. So if the retail traders are now getting free uh, commissions, do you think it's just volume that's causing some of the, the problems 
on interactive brokers, or do you think they've actually lowered the priority for those trades as well because they're not making anything off of it, and then switching higher priority to those um, those institutions that are paying commissions? Uh, for Thinkorswim, you mean? Yeah. 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 yeah for Thinkorswim, um, I think that it's just the volume of accounts, to be honest, okay. because I don't, they, they've always sold order flow even before uh, and when they were, even when they were charging for commissions, they were still selling order flow. So um, I don't think that they've changed anything on the back end, at least that I know of all my conversations with them, but I do know that they have just had a huge amount of influx of new customers because for day trading, I mean, Robinhood just doesn't cut it. Swing trading, long-term investing, Robinhood can be fine, but as more and more day traders have come on or active traders into the trading world, Thinkorswim is like the most popular platform out there. And so I think the amount of new accounts, especially first thing in the morning, that's when it's really active. Um, that is when I, I personally started noticing a lot of issues with TOS. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Jason, um, what, what platform are you using? Cause I know, are, are you using Thinkorswim as well or are you using other platforms? No, I used to use Thinkorswim, but I've primarily moved everything over to Tastyworks. Okay. And uh, Tastyworks is a brokerage that came out mm, about a couple of years ago. And it was actually um, designed from the ground up by the same people who built Thinkorswim back in the 90s. Uh, Tom Sosnoff, Scott Sheridan, um, there was a group of them. And then when TD Ameritrade bought them out, um, they decided to take a few years off. And then they started uh, Tasty Trade, which is their educational platform and then they came out with Tastyworks the actual brokerage about three or four years ago is, is since you were a prior toss user is there any reason or, or value that you're finding currently by having made that switch before or, or is it kind of identical similar it's it's similar um, they definitely built it for options traders so when you open it I mean you're presented with an option chain so it's definitely it's got the same kind of feel as Thinkorswim. It's not as robust and definitely not as many um, widgets or, or different areas that you can do research with or think back, think on demand. If you need that kind of stuff, I go back to Thinkorswim. I still have a, an account with them and I can pull that up and really dig deep into into their stuff. And they do, uh, Thinkorswim does support the more advanced order types like interactive brokers. Um, Tastyworks is getting there. They do bracket orders where you can set stop and profit targets and supposedly they're going to come out with the more advanced stuff this year. So, but what I really like about them is the pricing. Um, they're not, well, the stock trading is free. Options are a dollar per leg and then they have a maximum of $10 per leg. And so that's what first attracted me to them was the pricing. Um, I just like the feel of their software better and it's, also, because I'm on a Mac, I just feel like it works and operates cleaner um, than Thinkorswim. The Thinkorswim is just huge. It takes up a lot of resources. Um, and so I just, I just, I like the, 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 the feel of Tastyworks a little bit better. It just, it's, it's a step up from what you would consider kind of an introductory broker or something like a Robinhood or Webull, which are great for getting started. But like Robert said, if you're into day trading, then you definitely need to step up to, um, probably a more robust platform and, and i think tastyworks fits that middle ground for people who are not ready necessarily to jump into 
thinkorswimmer and Arctic brokers as, as good as they are and they they have you know great features it's really a great step up from the lower um the lower tier um brokers in my opinion okay so let, let's break it down a little bit and, and let's start by looking at charting okay and compare them maybe um do you use the charting in Tastyworks, or do you use the charting in, say, TradingView? I primarily use TradingView still, just because um, it's it's hard to match the the power and the customization that you can give a TradingView. But I do use the one minute overview chart that Tastyworks has up in the top right corner. Um, that you know you pull up any stock or whatever, and you're, you're automatically given that one minute chart. And so if I'm really trying to time an entry, you know, like if I'm doing a day trade, then I'll use that, and then I'll keep trading view also up and i may have it on the five minute or 15 minute or whatever i'm looking at but when i'm actually my broker about to place the order then i'm i'm using their chart okay and what what about you uh robert so i used to primarily only chart with thinkorswim and when i joined rlt i started using trading view but it was more of like a backup like there's a few people that i trade with pretty much every day and we to share charts back and forth with each other is very very easy with TradingView. But once I started moderating at RLT, I primarily use TradingView now, and then I just either Alt Tab or flip over to another screen to input my order on TOS. So you can definitely chart with TOS, uh, but I do primarily use TradingView now. Um, interactive brokers, I don't pay for live data because I trade as a business and they want to charge me an arm and a leg for live data, but their charts are pretty bad in my opinion. I mean, they're, they're usable. It's not like they're completely worthless, but, uh, they're, they're pretty close to worthless okay. in my how opinion. About, how, <laughs> how about you, Dan? I'm, I'm mainly on, I, I use both thinkorswim as charting software and I use trading view as software. I get a little bit of something different from both of them. So, uh, and I was just, I'm a creature of, of habit, I guess. So I, I was just always using the thinkorswim platform from, from pretty much when I started trading. So okay. I'm just comfortable with the platform itself. It's just hard for me to, to shake off, but I do like the, some of the features in trading view a little bit better, especially when I'm back trading. I think trading view has got a strong back trading program and the ability to just kind of customize charts, be able to mark it up very easily, put wording on the charts, share charts, things like that is, is a pretty powerful tool for, for trading view. So those are the two that I'm, I'm using. And then broker wise, uh, I, I've used Ally and I use TD Ameritrade. Ally was okay at some point when they bought, uh, I believe it was uh, Trade King, I believe. So they, they bought them and then they kind of hit a lot of the features that Trade uh, Trade King had on in the actual platform. And then I got an email from them, I think like two, three months ago, that they, they were taking away some of the OCO one cancels other type orders, which is pretty imperative for day trading. Those are things that you need. So I, I think Ally is trying to move more to buy hold. If you're doing swings, if you're doing pyramiding, long-term investing, Ally would be a good good way to go. Otherwise, for the most part, I'm, I'm using TD Ameritrade just because, again, it, it works perfectly with Thinkorswim, which is primarily what I'm using for charting. Uh, I've had no real issues besides obviously some lag, which has been picking up more and more. Usually it was just a lag on the charts. Now I'm seeing some lag in the actual website too to to enter orders, especially primarily in the in the morning hours, like the nine thirty to nine forty time frames a.m. Eastern. So uh, I'm still with with that. And then uh, Tracy, you're in Canada, so you don't have a, 
access to some of the trading platforms and brokers and things like that that I have here. What are you using? Is it just Canadian specific and can other people outside the U.S. or people in the U.S. use your broker as well? Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you whether or not other people can use it from outside the country. I don't know what the rules are for that. Um, as far as I'm concerned, we have two two real day trading um, options, and that's Quest Trade and Interactive Brokers. So we have an Interactive Brokers Canada here. And uh, um, so I, I use Quest Trade. That's who I'm with. And I don't use anything with them other than um, just my my account so entering in my data i don't use the charts i don't use any of the other features that are that are available in the platform i do subscribe to the frequent or the active trader platform more so i can get the lower cost in the commissions which works really good and then i get that reimbursed to me when i spend so much commission in a month um, but i i stick to trading view for the charting software i should say though that when i'm using the options i do have that access to the options chart which is kind of nice i get to view it that way that's the only time i would use their charting software in quest trade as far as interactive brokers canada i've been trying to get in touch with them to talk to them about switching things over but um, two three-hour wait lists lately that I have not had a chance to actually make that switch. So I know that um, there are a lot of people that are trading and getting accounts set up and a lot of service issues, etc. I think it's broker-wide, not just specific to one particular broker. Um, my personal feeling is that Quest Trade is more geared towards investing versus um, the day trading. Uh, which makes it a little bit harder. You guys have some access to some tools that are, are I think, better, but that's kind of where we're at. So I, I have a question for all of you, but if you are a new trader, what are some of the features and elements that you should be looking for in a broker? We'll start with Robert. Uh, if I was a new trader, I think the first and most important thing that I would make sure that my broker had is some type of advanced order system, whether it's like with TOS, it's first triggers, um, one cancels other. So first triggers an OCO, uh, some like, I think trade station calls it OCA or something like that, or interactive brokers that when you go in and input the advanced order, it says a stop and then a profit taker for like, if you're going long, you know, you buy and then you have your stop and then your profit takers a limit sell. Because you really want to make sure if you're trading with leverage, which pretty much all of us do intraday, if we're day trading, that you have your stop in there for whatever reason, the power goes out, you know, um, the internet goes down or you just, you have an emergency and you need to leave and you can't look at the computer and monitor. If you don't have your stop in there, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Hmm. Okay. How about you, Jason? Yeah, I agree with Robert, but I also think um, you need to have a broker with great customer service. And um, when I was with TD Ameritrade, at least the interactions that I had with them weren't that great, or at least the responses that I had when I had a question about a certain type of order or when I was first starting, I kind of got a canned answer, if you will. And I feel like since switching to Tastyworks, um, I can get a hold of somebody and they know exactly what they're talking about. I've, I've never had a bad interaction um, with someone from there. Now, granted, I switched to them when I <laughs> had been trading for several years, but if somebody's new, um, I mean, they could obviously, if they're a part of our community, real life trading, they could ask it in our, in our community. But if you're, if you're not, then you want to have someone you can reach out to that 
is not there to necessarily teach you how to trade, but can at least make sure that you get the answers that you need about how to use their platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. And how about you, Dan? Yeah, I think what both Jason and Robert said is, is correct. Uh, customer service is key and then making sure that it has the appropriate features that you're looking for. So if you're coming in and you're a day trader, having having those those key orders to be able to set stops and hit targets and just automatically set that process, day trading happens very very quickly on a very short time frame. So you have to have access to be able to implement the certain orders the correct way. Otherwise you're gonna get hit with slippage left and right. And then I would say, even if you're swing trading, you you probably want those orders just because you're, you might be going to work and you wanna set your trades. And if it stops you out, you don't wanna, you wanna be able to hit targets before it starts reversing and things like that. So those two key, those two items would definitely be hundred percent key for me. Um, and I think the one the one platform that we should talk about because I know a lot of people use it is the, the GameStop buying broker. I mean, I mean, Robinhood, sorry. Uh, does, does anybody have any experience with, with Robinhood at all? As far as I know, they're under a little bit of heat right now. I've never personally used it. Uh, have you guys used it before? Checked it out. Are you guys familiar with it at all? No, I, I did. I used them. Um, and I, and I, and I say up to about a year ago, I was using them. They are great for somebody who is just getting started in the investing mindset and they really want something that holds their hand. Um, I'm not saying their customer service is great. I did contact them a few times and it was okay. But when you come in, you know, for instance, you know, when we as experienced traders see an option chain, you know, we know how to look at it and, you know, prices start, you know, from the lowest at the top and go down, right? And, and higher prices. With with Robinhood, it was flipped. And that <laughs> coming into it, I'd already had experience with other brokers. And so they start with a price on the option chain um, at the, the, the lower number starts at the bottom and then goes up, which I guess if you're new, that makes more sense to, to, to trade options. But it's, it's definitely meant more for a swing trader, somebody that's going to trade over time, not not great in my opinion for day trading, although you can do it. Um, and they offer some neat little bells and whistles. I would say um, that that I thought were kind of cool, but it wasn't enough to keep me there when I really wanted to dive in a little bit more. I mean, they have I think some advanced option or advanced order um, options, but it wasn't to the to the level that you would get with a more um, built out platform, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. and Paula's saying here that uh, you know it's been great for her as a beginner trader. So I'm thinking that's what it's geared towards, uh, giving you the opportunity to learn those basics, right? So yeah, were you going to yeah. say something, uh, J- um, Robert? Yeah, that was me. So I know uh, Bob mentioned earlier that uh, a mobile app is really really important, and that's yeah. where I do think that TOS, like their their mobile app, is probably the best in the business and the absolute most robust, especially on an iPad. It's really cool. But that's where, like, to, to provide a little bit of defense for, for Robinhood, number one, we all wouldn't have, quote-unquote, free trades. I know it's not free because I know they're selling order flow and you're getting front-ran on your fills and all this stuff by HFTs. But the access to the market now from, like, a mobile standpoint has been completely changed. Like, before Robinhood, there wasn't a lot out there mobile wise. Uh, there's like some smaller ones like M1 Finance and things like that. So the ease of access to the market, uh, Robinhood has grown it leaps and bounds. 
Uh, they've also made the access to the market very, very affordable, and they have pushed all of the other brokers towards some type of free trade model. And again, mm-hmm. not, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So there's some things on the background, uh, back end. But at the end of the day, if you're buying like five or 10 or even a hundred shares, you're probably not going to notice a half a penny or a penny or two here or there. Now, if you're YOLOing a hundred shares of GameStop when the spread is like $20 wide, then yeah, you're going to get not so good fills with Robinhood. But at the end of the day, they wouldn't even be able to be in Robinhood if they didn't have, or sorry, be in GameStop or any of these other things if Robinhood wasn't there. So I do think that Robinhood has definitely pushed the affordability and the access and the ease of investing and trading out there like almost no one else has. Yeah, I agree with Robert. I think we owe a lot to Robinhood, and their app is good, as Mo says here in the chat. Um, It was easy to use. I still think it's great to, um, you know, if you want to get some quick um, things that that only that that app offers, I will go back to Robinhood. Um, but for me also a mobile app was, was key and, and Thinkorswim has a great mobile app. In fact, when I was using them, I would keep my trading view charts up and then I would be using my, my phone and the Thinkorswim mobile app to execute my, my trades because I just felt like that was quicker than using the desktop or switching over, excuse me, to the desktop version of Thinkorswim. And so when I went to Tastyworks, to me, that was another big thing was, does it have a, a decent mobile platform? And for me, they have a great mobile platform, just like Robinhood or, or Thinkorswim. Cool, that's very, very cool. Now, have any of you used TradeStation? Uh, I haven't personally used TradeStation, but one of my really good friends, uh, Josh, uses well use TradeStation. He actually just switched over to Thinkorswim. TradeStation is a good broker. They are uh, relatively robust. I would put them probably third um, up there behind like TOS and IB. Or depending if those two are tied, then you know then maybe second. The one thing that is very very odd with TradeStation is for whatever reason, like if you want to find out how much margin is this particular position taking up in my account, especially like, let's say a put sale, you absolutely cannot do it. Like you have to go in and manually calculate it. There's no way to see it in their interface. It's, that was really terrible for someone who likes to sell options. It was, uh, I couldn't believe how bad that was, but for the most part, TradeStation's pretty good. They actually integrate with TradingView. So you can trade and do your fills right through TradingView which was pretty cool. I know uh, Josh really liked that when he was using them. And they offer really, really good discounts for military, first responders, veterans, et cetera. Cool, that's very cool. I know you you mentioned as well, uh, Robert, that you do have a backup broker. Could you just explain a little bit further about that, why it's important and what you would look for in a a backup broker and and how often are you using the backup broker as opposed to to your main broker? Um, So, Again, it, it depends on like the size of everyone's accounts. Not everybody can has a large enough account to have a backup broker. However, uh, like I said, with Thinkorswim and all the issues that it's had, if I have interactive brokers also, then I don't have to worry. Like if I see everybody in the chat in the morning trading room is like, TOS is pooping its pants and it's not working. I'll just, hey, I'm not even going to try it. I'll just go over and use interactive brokers. Or uh, one of the main things was actively trading Tesla. I'm not like a, you know, hey, short Tesla every day, so don't burn me at the stake, everyone. But if I wanted to short Tesla, you have not been able to do that for 
like years, at least two years in thinkorswim, but I could short it with IB. So that was you know stock that I trade pretty actively. So if there's things that you want to short or like Bed Bath and Beyond, granted I got charged like $37 to locate the shares, but being able to short other things that the borrows are not available on toss is really good. And the reason that is there is because on TOS or with TD Ameritrade, your shares do not get lent out to be shorted unless you are in a negative cash position. Whereas with interactive brokers, anyone can sign up to lend their shares out. So if I'm long shares in IB, I can say, yes, lend my shares to someone else. And then whatever that, uh, that overnight borrow rate is, IB actually splits with you. And because they do that, they have a lot more shorts available. It's easier to find short positions, which is that important. Makes, yeah, that makes sense. That's actually one of the one of the complaints that I have with Quest Trade, because um, you guys have access to that information before you even set the trade. So you, you know whether or not it's hard to borrow or whether or not it's not borrowable at all, whether it's shortable. Uh, I don't. So it's not until I actually execute the trade and then it'll either go into uh, risk review because it's hard to borrow or it'll just come back as rejected and it'll say then that it's not not shortable and that bothers me because i have a, a trade set up i'm getting ready to execute it and then bam i go to execute it, and then i run into this dilemma and i always forget to test it before um before the market even opens to see if it's even shortable and i certainly don't have a memory to be able to re remember which stocks are shortable and which ones aren't so that's definitely one of the the issues that i have or complaints that i have with my broker yeah, Tastyworks will tell you if it's hard to borrow, and I actually shorted Tesla today, and I've never had a problem with shorting them. But they will tell you what the what the rate is to borrow. I mean, it's it's small; it's like one point seven five percent. But but they'll let you know if if it's hard to borrow before you even put on the trade. Very 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 cool. So now, uh, none of you mentioned anything about fees as far as um, something that that uh, new traders should be considering. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Any of you? Uh, well, initially, like when you first start trading, so when I first started trading, I was trading with a $50 R, and I was trading with TD Ameritrade, with Thinkorswim, and before I had negotiated my commissions and everything, I was paying $7.95, I think it was, in and out. Well, you know, if that's 16 bucks, basically, that's a big chunk of my quote-unquote R, my risk at $50, so that it was a much bigger deal back then. Now, with so many free trades available, even if you use um, IBKR Lite, so Interactive Brokers uh, Lite program, then uh, they, they sell order flow and that's how they pay for, um, for, for the trades. Fees don't really matter anymore so, because there's so many free options. Yeah, but it is important for you to consider that. So if you are getting into day trading, and I know in Canada, there's a lot of people that trade through RBC, uh, RBC Direct. There's a lot of traders that trade through the banks um, and they're they're paying $9.95 each way. And that's definitely something that you would want to consider because if you are trading with a small account, uh, you got to remember that's that's chewing into your, your profit. So now you basically get one R and, and that takes up your fees. So you need to, to make sure that you're, you're taking care of that. So it is something to consider that the interface, the, um, the available data, all that kind of thing. Is there anything else that we should be considering when we're looking into a broker? What about you, Dan? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the fees, the fees at the time. And again, back when I, when I was trading, I think I was paying yeah, 795 or something for the, for the trades. 
And even before that, I was with a, a whole different broker and it was the same thing, which the it's, it's okay. Cause you get access to the market, you get to trade, but you have to have decent position size to really start making the, the profit loss negate itself versus the fees. So the, the fees are extremely important and love them or hate them. I mean, Robinhood has done a bunch of great things for the industry where Robinhood has pushed the free, the free commissions. And I don't know if, if some of the fills might not go through or you might get skipped a little bit more than you did prior. It, it happened to me even when I was paying commissions. Maybe I see it a little bit more, but for the most part, I'm getting the, the price list of one and uh, I'm not really seeing as much slippage as, as well. So I, I don't really see too much on the, the fee end of it. And I know here in the U.S., some, some people outside of the U.S. don't have uh, potentially as many free trading type setups. Uh, so we are fortunate enough in, in the U.S. where there's so many options where I, honestly, I wouldn't even consider at this point using in the U.S. any any brokers that have fees set to it or hooked to it or anything like that. Absolutely. Now, we only have a couple minutes left, but uh, Robert, there's a question here that says, can Robert talk about Interactive Brokers Lite versus Pro? If you have like two minutes just to shed some light on that. Uh, yeah, I use the Pro version, so I don't mind paying the, it's like a couple bucks usually. I think it's like a penny a share or a penny and a half a share uh, with IBKR Pro. So I just use the Pro version. They do have a light version. The difference is obviously the light version they're routing your orders through um, high frequency traders and uh, you know basically getting they get rebates and such on the back end whereas with IBKR Pro is actually if you care about like manually routing your orders that's pretty much the only place that you can do it um i think they restrict the apis so if you use any like trade ideas you're linking to interactive brokers you can't do that on the light version I also think that outside of regular trading hours, you don't get access to with light. I'd have to go look on their, on their website, but um, I think that might be a difference. And then let's see what else is, I think those are the, those are the main things. So you just would get you, more like routing. Would you recommend it for new users? The light versus the pro? Uh, I have never, I've never used pro or I'm sorry. I've never used light. I used pro. So uh, I think that it would probably be fine. Again, interactive. I just have never posted. Right, awesome. Guys. So that is going to wrap up the show today. Special thanks to our special guests, Jason and Robert Falco. If you guys have not smashed that like button, subscribed to the Real Life Trading YouTube channel, do so. And you can check out great content on our website as well, reallifetrading.com. Thanks again. Tracy, awesome hosting with you guys. And thank you guys all for joining us. We'll see you for an awesome episode next week. Same time, same place, 415 to 445 Eastern. See you guys later.